0: Hey, this is Tom Gray. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. And this is the episode for release date, November the 14th, 2023. And this is an episode connected to our series we have called Inside Israel. I hope you were able to listen to it. If you haven't, uh, or if you weren't, I'd love for you to go back and pick them up. The, the last two episodes where we featured two parts of an interview with Ray Pritz, And uh, today is part one of a two part interview with Pastor Shmuel Awida from Haifa, Israel. He pastors a messianic congregation there in the northern port city of Israel. I had the privilege of meeting Pastor Shmuel this past June, spending a little time with him at his congregation, at his church. Uh, We call it church here in the U.S., but you know when we were there in Israel this past June, what an incredible man uh, incredible uh, arena and calling of service where he serves in his his church, his congregation an incredible perspective he's got that he's gonna bring to us. It's insightful, enlightening, and sobering. Uh, so you know here's a guy who's got thirty seven members of his congregation who are now serving uh, like, the more people I talk to in Israel, it's it's the common experience. Uh, his is that way as well, where he knows, and everybody in his family knows, everybody in his church knows, people who have been affected by this war, the, the massacre that Hamas perpetrated on Israel. They all know somebody who died, uh, perhaps several somebodies, or the families of those somebodies. And so it's a a country that is unified around suffering, and now also unified around the cause of the war. So uh, you're going to I think really be inspired by hearing from Pastor Shmuel. Uh, before I just launch into this episode, let me just point out we're going to we'll do 2 weeks of this, so it'll be the 14th and the 21st and I understand I know that the 21st of November is the same week of of Thanksgiving. Uh, We won't do a Thanksgiving special per se, but I hope that that these episodes and maybe you kind of have gotten newly introduced to This Stuff Matters, the podcast, maybe as you're traveling to and from Thanksgiving and uh, that the podcast episodes will will be a a rich part of your travel uh, time. And I hope so. I hope it'll be the effort we've made on this end will be a strong investment in your life and it really will matter. Uh, But as you're looking for uh, beyond even Thanksgiving, I want to point to our next live event, This Stuff Matters Live, is coming up on Wednesday, the Wednesday after Thanksgiving, which is November 29th at Maggiano's Little Italy. Uh, You can go to our website, get the details, and get your tickets. Please do that even before you take off for Thanksgiving uh, they're twenty bucks for the lunch. Josh Matthews is our guest speaker. The lunch itself is worth much more than twenty. <laughs> the The investment of the speaker who comes in you and those that you might bring with you, I think, will make that about the not only the, the you know time wise a great investment, but money wise too, uh, a highly valuable investment. A little time and money on that Wednesday, but you need to get your tickets right away. Uh, we've got to be able to get numbers into the the restaurant. Uh, in advance so i hope you'll take advantage of the opportunity of that tsm live and uh now I, i've been highly impacted by this interview that i conducted with pastor Shmuel, and I, I trust it'll have the same or similar impact on you so enjoy well pastor Shmuel from haifa uh, israel you have been uh, in uh, in unique circumstances, and it's been just almost 40 days since Hamas attacked Israel, massacring almost 2,000 people. And I, I'm just interested in hearing uh, what you and your family have experienced as a result of that and, and since that time.
1: Well, we can for sure say it has been the, one of the toughest months we've ever experienced. In many ways, uh, I think it's not just us. There is uh, There are people who are uh, in pain and and uh, grief and you have uh, a nation that is pain, in pain and grief. So it's, it hits you from all sides. Um, I mean, during the first day, the, during the attack, uh, my daughter lost two friends. My son lost uh, a friend and my second daughter also a couple of friends. So it's like it's, it's uh, and you can't believe it's happening. Again, it was a Saturday morning, early morning. We had actually, uh, we have our two services on Saturdays. And uh, this was 6.30 in the morning when uh, the news started coming in. Uh, at the same time, we had the uh, 40 teenagers on a trip on a, on a camp for two, three days in the north. So, uh, so I had to talk to uh, one of our youth leaders and get them to pack everything and just come home. Sure enough, while we were doing this, this was before the service. While we were doing this, the parents started calling and texting, "What's going on?" You know, anxious. <laughs> you can imagine. Anyway, so uh, it's it just was. Uh, we were not sure if we we're going to have our service or not because we understood that we're getting into a war. It's not just another episode. <laughs> you know we have too many of those <laughs> usually but this time we knew it was something much more serious but we had our services they turned into prayer meetings and uh, we shared the word we we worshiped god because he is the god of israel who is who neither slumbers nor sleeps and we and we know that and we need to be, be reminded of it so that's what we did the first uh, this first shabbat when the war started and uh, yeah so uh so have been there now, uh, yeah, 35, 37 days of, uh, yeah, quite a living in a war, actually. Right.
0: How how have things changed or been impacted over the course of those 35, 37 days?
1: Yeah. Again, it's, uh, well, the first uh, days were just in shock, right. uh, so you can't believe it's happening. Uh, it's not just uh, you have uh, we you know the number of casualties went up and up and up and up you know from twenty thirty on Saturday morning till uh, fourteen hundred and then you have and then you discover that also uh, two hundred and forty people were kidnapped alive or you don't know if they're alive even and they're still finding bodies still and there are still families in Israel who don't know if their uh, relatives their loved ones are alive are kidnapped or dead where are they and uh, so every day there are new families who are being notified okay now we know that well we found a body or parts of a body or we we think uh, we're sure that we saw a video we we think we uh, your uh, your son is in gaza probably alive but we don't know you know these kind of messages that families are getting still today 40 days after 37 days after so it's uh you have the first shock, but it it I'm not sure it has become better afterwards. <laughs> it's like, and then you're in a war, you know. Things are happening. Uh, of course, Israel is now doing what needs to be done in Gaza, uh, and uh, our and Haifa is up north, so our northern border is also very tense now. So uh, actually, uh, just before we spoke, I came running here because I had a meeting with one of our soldiers who was on leave for a few hours from the Lebanese border. And he was almost killed three times by mortars and uh, and uh, rockets over there. So it's uh, it's from both north and south, and um, and people feel it. Again, everybody knows someone who was either uh, killed, kidnapped, uh, and, of course, now everybody knows someone who is in, in Gaza as a soldier or, or up north. So it's uh, also in the congregation.
0: Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> right, and so it it feels like uh you know that maybe to a certain extent the shock uh part of the journey is still it's still and yeah, the, it's, yeah, the heightened the heightened um I don't know what the right word is, but when you're on just adrenaline almost and it's exactly. just it's still, it's yeah. still there,
1: yeah, it's still there and and uh, you know people are trying to do what they can in order to feel that they're they're useful. This yes. is something that really united the the country after a, a year a year and a half of very a lot of internal tensions in the israeli society right. this has really united the country uh, uh in, a, in a very special way unfortunately very painful way but uh but people really have the sense of we need to do something what can i do okay i can't i can't join the army i can't be uh, i can't get a gun and uh, be in gaza what can i do so people are doing trying to do stuff you know be, being very creative and how can they help or do something so this right. is part of uh, this adrenaline and the shock. <laughs> you know, yeah. what they're doing is not always very helpful, but they feel like they need to do something, something. you know.
0: <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, obviously that has totally shifted and changed your role as a pastor uh, of this congregation. And maybe you can't even, you haven't even had time to breathe and assess how it's going. But I mean, what have you found yourself needing to do or having to do is it is it counseling people is it organizing relief or prayer or, or, or a variety of
1: all of the above yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know we have now uh, last time I counted 37 soldiers uh, that were either in the IDF or called up okay uh, two of our kids <laughs> two of my children are there yeah. one of them inside Gaza Oh wow! And we haven't heard from him in the last nine days, so uh, you know they don't have phones, no contact, nothing. So it's uh, so it's uh, it's tough being a father. Also, uh, our daughter is in the more in a safer place, but she's also a combat soldier. She can be positioned any way she anywhere she's needed when when it's needed. But she hasn't been home either for the last month, month oh. and a half so uh and then again 37 soldiers all together and uh, at least six or seven of them are inside gaza and the others uh, up north and um so you're dealing with them you pray for them we have a list of the soldiers where we pray for every single day we have uh, uh every evening at 7 p.m we have a, a, a prayer meeting where we mention them by name we pray for our leaders for those making the decisions for those uh, for the people in gaza I mean, right. yeah. uh, for everything going on. So we, this is something that has been going on since the war started. Every evening, a prayer meeting. Uh, we dedicate part of our Shabbat services, of course, also for the, what's going on. And then you you get the messages from the soldiers. You get messages you know, like uh, a couple of days ago. or Yeah, a couple of days ago. Uh, family we know very well, a believing family. Their son uh, was ser- uh, seriously, critically wounded in Gaza, uh, lost both his legs. Uh, they hope he didn't lose his sight, and he was between life and death for uh, more a day or two, or a day and a half, and now he's stabilized. But again, it's it's too real. You get it in your face all the time. <laughs> uh, not just in the media. That of course there is 24/7 news going on. Of course Israel, well, but that's. Uh, but then you get it personally, um, and then you have you have the soldiers, you have their parents, you have their young wives. Uh, some have small children. Mm-hmm. My son has a wife and two uh, t- small. I have two s- sweet granddaughters <laughs> that are missing their dad now for five weeks. Uh, so it's uh, it's tough. Um, there, there, you know, we have there is now an uh, unofficial club of young uh, women with husbands in in gaza so they they have their own group <laughs> where they
0: where they, they talk and trying
1: other. to encourage each other some of them have uh, small children a year two three four years old pregnant yeah. so you have this many circles of people you have uh, my wife and a few mothers there they kind of have a common language they didn't have before even though their sisters have known each other for years all of a sudden, or oh, your son is God and my son is in God. Oh, <laughs> helpless mothers, helpless fathers, pastors. <laughs> right. So it's like um, it's from all directions. It's it's too real. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow, brother. Are, are there other just practical ways? And Maybe this isn't even a thought given the, the nature of the... Um, just the the weight of what everyone's feeling for their family members and friends. But, you know, we, as, as the, as the time frame goes further and, and we've heard things here in the States, just from the economics standpoint that, you know, here you have people that have been, you know, they have jobs in the regular economy and now they're, they're now they're warriors is are, are things starting to get harder, just even economically the normal flow of what used to be a regular life,
1: I think we're just about starting to see the consequences of of uh, the, the economic and the uh, social consequences of this war. Uh, you know, there are uh, 300,000 soldiers that are in action in this tiny country. Again, you think maybe the States, but think Israel, tiny, small, 300,000. There are 100,000 in Gaza, around Gaza, 100,000 up north, and 100,000 around the Judea and Samaria. So uh, and any place can explode and become a full-scale, full really full-scale war, especially Lebanon issue. So it's uh, of course it affects, I mean, just the thought of a, a, uh, an escalation makes the the you know the stocks go down and the, uh, the whole stock exchange goes crazy just by uh, sure. So so really we're seeing. Uh, I mean, we we have people in our congregation who had to. Uh, I mean, they were laid off at least for uh, for uh, for a period of time. Uh, our students, uh, the the um, universities, the the semesters are uh, uh, you know paused. Nothing is going on. Yeah. Uh, many students are in the war, so they can't. There's just no use in. There. Um. So it's um what we've been doing um practically again, especially the first days. There were a lot of needs that soldiers had and then you have families who were evacuated from uh, the war zone yeah. so uh, as a congregation we just and uh, people stepped in and uh, and uh, donated and gave time and uh, you know our young people prepared homemade meals and drove to the army bases homemade meals to the soldiers there uh, we bought some equipment and gear that they didn't have that they they needed like uh, you know many of them have uh, smart watches, but you can't use them in Gaza, you're not allowed to have anything that can connect to anything, so you yeah. need to. You need the, not smart, but stupid watches, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we had to buy a whole lot of watches, or uh, knives, or whatever gear they needed, you know, so it's a very practical way, again, as I told you, people want to do something, so right. what we did as a congregation, trying to navigate it to do something that is really wise and needed, and not just You know, we went visiting our son uh, before he entered Gaza. We went visiting him down south, and uh, he gave us five toothbrushes because they got so many toothbrushes they don't (laughs) want to. So he gave us (laughs) (laughs) eight, There were, you know, so people were giving and giving, but it wasn't always very wise. So. We try as the congregation to be really uh, as wise as possible about it. What is really needed? We're in contact with the army, with the commanders. They tell us, they give us a, a list of oh, what they need. Where can it be bought? That is approved by the IDF, different things. Then you have food and snacks and different things, of course. They're going to get too fat to fit into the tanks or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of the commanders was worried that they eat too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so people have so been doing this, but uh, we've been also been saying that um, there is this short-term thing, but uh, we need to also think long-term. Right. right. So we've been uh, putting aside also funds for long-term, if it is counseling for soldiers coming back from the war, if it is families who uh, can't pay their bills yeah. uh, until things start, start working, people start working again properly. We don't know so we right. really need to think uh, long term not just uh, cuz now everybody's excited and people want to give and do and you know but we uh, <laughs> uh, we're yeah. really praying that God will give us the wisdom to know how to uh, how to really be a blessing
0: mm, that's huge and like in you know when you've been able to have a conversation with a soldier or two and it's heartbreaking to think that it's been you know so long since you've been able to speak to your son and uh, but like when you met with the the young soldier that had a few hours leave. I mean, what do you hear from the the soldiers that have been called up or those that were already uh, active duty? I mean, I, I'm assuming they've you know the morale is is strong. But uh, do, do, do you hear anything else uh, that's that's happening in in, in their the morale spirit?
1: Morale is strong. Some of yeah. them have been in uh, in combat. Some of them have been in the first day with uh, real combat with dozen. Uh, I mean, hundreds of terrorists. I mean, it's like. One of them said it's like uh, one of those computer games where you, uh, you know, they keep right. on coming. They keep on coming and you keep on shooting.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and uh, the things they saw there, especially in some of the uh, around Gaza, just horrible things. So we really have been praying for God's protection on their body, but also their soul and mind, because you can't be the same person after you've seen what they have seen. So uh it's good to let them share so they share what they've seen and what they've been doing and uh the challenges they have with the other soldiers when they have different sets of values sometimes there is a you know and uh but uh but they all have very high morale and they really they know they're doing the right thing and there uh, there's no question about it and um yeah And they need to be careful what they say to whom because, uh, you know, with nowadays it's, again, Israel is not facing just Hamas because you have also the Iranians there and you have a a whole set of, of, uh, uh, you know, intelligence war, cyber war going on. So uh, we know several soldiers, I mean, their unit had to uh, delay or put off a couple of operations because they discovered that uh, the enemy discovered what their plans were. Because they were uh, eavesdropping on—I mean, phones, internet, text messages. So it's—it's it's, there was also that level of war. So, where right. uh, like when uh, some some of the soldiers we had we left our phones in the office and we went outside and uh, had a chat.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so wow. Uh,
1: and uh, most of the things they can't—I mean, our son also could, most of the stuff he couldn't tell us anyway. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. They need also spiritually. Some of them are, uh, you know, we we don't broadcast live uh, our services, but uh, we uh, on purpose we yeah. we upload it. We have an app and we have the YouTube channel, so we upload the the, the teaching usually the same day, later the same day. But uh, but we uh, we started doing live broadcast for the soldiers, so the only the soldiers get uh, the the link to the YouTube, <laughs> so they can uh, those who can so uh it's uh it's one way of blessing them okay well that's just
0: uh, the first half of the interview i had the privilege of conducting and I, I i know you are uh you know enlightened and blessed by it and i'll look forward to sharing part 2 next week the 21st of november and, uh, again, let me point you to our website, this stuff website, this stuff matters.net, uh, to, uh, you can reach out to me there and you can get tickets to our next live event coming up before you know it, just the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Um, and then join in next week. And of course it does help us for you to download these episodes, uh, follow, uh, subscribe to them and, and then share them with others. So we do want to spread this, this movement, um, that uh, is at the heart of This Stuff Matters. And I appreciate you joining in. Uh, Until next time, this is Tom Gray and This Stuff Matters.